Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Broadcasting live from the Hyundai studio. Presented to you by your local Hyundai dealers. This is where Chicago goes to talk Bears. Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. WSCR and HD Chicago. WBMX HD2 Chicago. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The score! Sheets hits a dart to right field, and he's got number two tonight. Five knocked in for Gavin Sheets. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670. The score, David Hall, Bruce Levine. Here until 11 o'clock. That was a highlight earlier this week. Thank you, NBC Sports Chicago. Gavin Sheets, the Sox right fielder, slash first baseman, slash designated hitter, slash left, left-handed power bat. That's why he is there, Bruce. Andrew Vaughn as well. Guys that the White Sox have developed, and that brings us to our guest, the White Sox assistant general manager in charge of player development. Chris Getz joins us on the Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas hotline, home of the world's largest sports book, Good morning, Chris. How are you? Thanks for joining us. David, Bruce, good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Enjoying this little mini surge from the White Sox, three victories <laughs> in a row. We want to talk about Project Birmingham. We want to talk about the youth that is being developed in uh, the minor league levels and uh, on the way to help the White Sox in Chicago, Chris. But I think just from your perspective, Former player, now in the administration, being uh, in the White Sox front office, how would you describe the difficulty of the past week? Because we've been we've dealing with Tony LaRusso's health situation, obviously a season that you don't want to get away from you at the beginning of September. A lot of stuff going on emotionally and otherwise. How would you describe the week that was? You know, it's, it's a difficult thing to capture um, uh, and really kind of talk through. I mean, when, when you've got a leader – uh, of your organization going through what he's going through currently, uh, that it's a scary, scary thing. And you're used to, you know, having, having Tony in the dugout in the clubhouse, um, you know, le- leading this crew uh, and now to, to not have him there. Uh, you, you know, you just, you don't know what it's going to do, do to a team. You don't know what it's going to do to an organization. Now, what I, I think we've all felt here recently is it has unified uh, our group of players and our organization where, you know, players have been very vocal about it. They're playing for Tony right now. You know, it, it has brought people together and, and you're certainly seeing some fight on the field um, and some, some really good, really good games here. I think these guys are, are playing for something certainly uh, beyond just themselves. Chris, um, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, you and I have been uh, 
friends and friendly for a long, long period of time, and, and I really appreciate that friendship. I, I would just say to you this. After your description of how the players are responding to this, where where is that inside each player as teammates up to this point, after 130 games? Where, where was that uh, desire to play as a team and, and show a little bit more uh, before this? And, and again, I'll, I'll preface it by saying the White Sox are the most injured team in baseball. Uh, you haven't, be able, haven't had most of your essential guys out there as a full team for most of the year. But there seemed to be some type of malaise that kept them uh, from performing at their top level, uh, either looking sharp in, on defense, on the bases. Uh, so from that long-winded question, wh- where, where do you think that desire was for them before this uh, we-have-to-win-it-for-Tony type attitude? I think, and you certainly uh, noted it with, with the injuries. I mean, I, I this team's, you know, you go through the lineup, um, you go through our starting rotation, or our bullpen, there's been fights. You know, it's just there always seems to be uh, something that takes the wind out of the sails, whether it be an injury, um, something freak that happens. Um, so, so it's just been, you know, you, you, you've got this, these feel-good moments and then you're hit with something that really frustrates you. And I think it's just altered the chemistry of the team a little bit. But, but I've always believed that this core group, you know, has the fight and has the ability to have success. I mean, we've seen it in the past. Um, and, and this year, I think the calculus has just changed a little bit based on the adversity we faced this year. Now, we faced some last year. We were able to overcome it. Um, but every year is different. Uh, and, and now that our team is coming back together a little bit, guys are getting healthier. They're getting closer. I think – players can can feel that uh you know the end of the season is near we better act um and so it's just brought a, a different feel and energy and then certainly you know tony's situation is an added element so uh it's always really difficult to pinpoint exactly you know what's causing an issue why are they not achieving or overachieving um you know i think we've got theories we've got ideas but at the end of the day you know you look like you look at what we've done here recently um, and, and we're competing against the Minnesota Twins right now, who's been a quality club right from the start, um, and we've played some good baseball. Um, so, I mean, you look at the contributions that we had last night, I mean, every, every player in the lineup, every pitcher that entered the game, I mean, even Joe Kelly that came in, and I'm sure he's, he was frustrated he gave up uh, two runs early, but it allowed Davis Martin to start uh, in the lineup where he did and was able to give us five quality innings and who knows if, if, if we wouldn't have gone that route and then we've got our relievers to close it out. So guys are playing together. Um, they're playing pretty well right now and we got to continue to push. Joined by Chris Getz, the assistant general manager in charge of player development for the White Sox here and inside the clubhouse, Chicago sports radio, six seventy. the score. Chris, let's talk about one of those players that has developed. And I think it's been a surprise that the White Sox because of injury, because of some of the things that we continue to talk about Roman Gonzalez has been thrust into the infield in a starting role and has represented himself very well in the last couple weeks since coming up and you know the Tim Anderson injury he's played Romy has played second he has played short and he has been 
pretty dependable. Now, you, you have reasonable expectations when you have a young player thrust into the spotlight like that, but how would you describe his journey? Because I know he's overcome some injuries. His numbers weren't as good as they were in 2021 when he came up at the end of the year. But Romy Gonzalez is now in a position where the White Sox need him to be the player he's been for the last couple of weeks. Yeah, Romy's story is a really interesting one. It's an inspiring one. You look back to, to where he was drafted. Um, you know, we, we knew there was versatility there, playing some outfield, uh, an ability to play some infield. We started him out in the outfield when he, he went to Great Falls and then Kannapolis, um, started taking some ground balls uh, more frequently at, at Kannapolis. And, you know, we, we certainly got a glimpse of, you know, the footwork, his capabilities at different positions on the infield. We're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe we need to look at this a little bit further. Um, and then that fall, you know, we went to instructional league and we said, hey, let's put this guy at shortstop and, and, and see if, if, if he's a guy that can, uh, you know, play the position on a regular basis. Well, he did great. Um, and then it kind of tapped into to, to just a c- complete game, whether it be base running, offensively, uh, just this added boost of confidence now that he was, you know, back in the infield at shortstop, had a tremendous instructional league. But unfortunately – you know, that following year was the 2020 season. There was no minor league season. We really weren't able to be around Romy. And, you know, fast forward to 2021, you know, aggressively put him at Birmingham last year, put him at shortstop, and, gosh, he, he got off to a tremendous start. He was hitting for power. He was controlling the zone. He was playing a good shortstop. Um, and he, he worked his way up to the big leagues last year, and, he, you know, he played some shortstop, some third base, some outfield. Uh, now we've split him over to second base. I mean, he, he, he's a really athletic kid. He's got speed. He's got arm strength. Um, he's got some serious power. Um, and, it, you know, his makeup. And I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, certainly how he was raised, but what he's been through, you know, here previ- or recently, um, you know, in a White Sox uniform within the organization. There's been It's just like a Jake Berger story. These guys have been faced with a lot. And now that they're on the stage here in these moments, um, they're, they're just a little bit tougher. They're ready for it. They don't waver like some others do. So it's been nice to see him contribute. He's a great kid. Uh, he's got leadership qualities. So it's really, uh, it's really fun to see. Chris, the soft tissue issue for the Chicago White Sox goes back to 2021. Uh, Alan Thomas, who was there for 25 years, uh, was relieved of duties. Um, it's been a it's been a a mini disaster for the Chicago White Sox with these soft tissue issues. Uh, that's not my question. I'm just documenting the, the fact that it's been a, a, a horrid time for you guys the last two years. It's a I'm setting that up because I'm 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 going to ask you as one of the top executives on the White Sox whether it was a mistake or not to. Uh, have Tony La Russa tell everybody that would listen, media, fans, everybody that listens to White Sox baseball, was it a mistake to have him tell everybody that you told players to go easy down the bases or on or in the outfield if, if, there, if there's something bothering them? Uh, because it seems like it put a little bit extra pressure on everybody and more attention to the fact when guys – aren't hustling out a ground ball to second base than it had in the past. And it's just, uh, it, it's, it's been a bad optic from my perspective. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, you know, 
I wouldn't say it was necessarily a, a, a mistake. I, I think we all understand what Tony was saying with some of the, the leg issues that we were having. Okay, naturally, like, how, okay, how do we prevent this? Well, perhaps we're, we're not going to overexert ourselves on something that the, like, you know, the likelihood is going to be an out. I understand that concept. Um, I think it, it's certainly coming from a good place. He's thinking about the health of the player. Um, now, players interpret things in different ways, right? And that, that's, that's certainly the, the artistry of coaching, the artistry of communication. Um, you've got some players that fully will understand that right out of the gate. I know exactly what he means. Uh, there are others that, that may, you know, view it a different way or take advantage of it. Um, but I know it was well-intended. It was the best interest of the players and the team. Um, I know that there's certainly some frustrations when, you know, when guys don't seem like they're giving 100%. Uh, you know, I guess I'll tap into my uh, former playing days. There is a way to give a real quality effort without over-exuding yourself and putting yourself at, at risk with injury. Um, I think it does take a little bit of experience um, to figure out kind of where to, to, to where to operate and still stay Stay healthy and also certainly give off the the uh, the, the in, uh, intense that, that a professional athlete, a professional baseball player, should bring to the table. Um, so I, I once again I, I do feel like Tony's coming from a good place. Um, it was certainly the best interest of the organization, uh, and and it does look like some players just may have been like kind of playing with that a bit, uh, didn't quite figure it out. Well, you know, we at this point. It's like they, they, I feel like these players uh, have, have a better understanding of the effort than they need to put out there, um, and I think we're start beginning to see it because we certainly believe in these players. We know what they're capable of doing. Chris, I think Project Birmingham is an interesting idea, having the pool of top prospects gather from your rosters off Kannapolis and uh, Winston-Salem and bring them to Be- uh, Birmingham and, and play the remainder of the season, uh, an instructional league per se, kind of a developmental approach. Uh, how is that going? And I guess more specifically, uh, as a follow-up to that, Oscar Colas, a guy who has had a tremendous summer, was there much discussion, is there much thought to maybe possibly bringing him up before the end of the year? Uh, well, yeah, well, before I get into Oscar, you know, this this whole project of uh, sending our players to, to Birmingham, um, for one, you know, Rick, Kenny, Jerry, they've all been very supportive right from the beginning when I, when I brought this up months ago and, you know, the, the whole idea drew from, uh, you know, what I felt like were, were positive development moments, um, you know, in the last couple of years and uh, grab pieces that I liked from instruction and advanced instruction league or the alternate site. Um, and then also knowing what I didn't like about those settings. Well, and the, and the, and the reasons I didn't like those settings was, you know, the timing of it, uh, the competitive nature in, in the sense of outside competition. Uh, well, now let's create something like that in season. Is it possible? Uh, do the players line up? Can we put together a roster? Uh, does MLB allow us to, to construct it and use the, um, you know, give us some creativity in terms of having active players and inactive players? It all kind of lined up. Um, and, and, you know, it, it, the timing was right because of where players were at with their careers. You know, moving forward, is it is it is it all you know? Is it a, something that we can do in Birmingham every time? I don't know. I think a lot of it's just the uh, the makeup of, of our minor league system at the time. Um, but for 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 now, with, with with the staff that we have there, the players that we have there, it's been it's been a real boost for everyone. Uh, certainly, the players. You know, we're, they're in Montgomery right now. 
playing against the double A team for the for the Rays. Uh, you know, a quality team. You know, every night's been really uh, a real battle. A couple of nights ago, uh, I think it was the ninth, tenth, and eleventh inning. Uh, Cespedes uh, made some some big defensive outs that would have cost us uh, the game if they were not made. Colas made a big play, and then we you know we walked it off last night. We won four to one. We've got young players from low A that are performing up there at double A. You know what, what's that going to do to a player in the future? You know, regardless if he starts at double A next year, does it give him uh, more confidence if, if if he's in Winston Salem? Um, you know, I, I it, there are just so many reasons to do that. I love you know how it's going, um, and I would like to continue to do something uh, like this in the future. And I, I do feel like uh, we're going to re- reap the rewards of of uh, some of these players experiencing this. Uh, Oscar Colas is obviously part of that group. He's he's done. He's had a tremendous year. Uh, Winston Salem, you know, was at the Futures game. He's now performing at Double A. Uh, he's played center field and right field. He's got power. Um, you know, he, he's he's got great hands in the box. He loves to play, and uh, you know, he, he he's certainly a guy that uh, we've we've had internal discussions. But at the end of the day, what's right for Oscar Colas, and what we feel is right for him is to be part of that group in Birmingham. But, you know, whether it be Oscar or anyone else on that roster, if we feel like, you know, they're going to help our major league club, we're going to, you know, we're going to have serious consideration for something like that. Shrinkage is a scary word for people, uh, especially people my age. And, and uh, when you talk about that in the minor leagues, you're, you're talking about the shrinking of the minor leagues as we've known it in the past, uh, less less amount of affiliates. And now hearing that, players want to unionize. Does that scare you, Chris? Does that make you worry being the director of minor leagues for the White Sox, knowing that these two things could line up to the point of, first of all, owners want to have less affiliates. Second of all, owners are being pushed because players in the minor leagues want to unionize. Could this lead to exactly what's going on with Birmingham uh, to a larger degree where owners eventually say, good, we won't have any minor league affiliates, or we might have one, or we might have two, and the rest of our development will stay at our spring training facility where we'll have most of our players, and we'll play other uh, other franchises who have players, and they won't be official games. Uh, I, am I taking it too far, or some of these thoughts go through your mind? Well, I'm not going to take the bait on that one, Bruce. Um, you know, I, I, I commenting on, on something like that is not um, not something I'm comfortable doing. I will say that you know I've been really, really happy with how we've adapted through the years. Um, whether you know whether it be changes in the domestic limit, um, you know, change just changing the whole dynamic of a player development system, the draft. Um, you know, whatever they whatever is given to us, we're going to. We're going to do what we can, uh, and, and, you know, based on the staff and yeah. the players that we have, we're still working towards getting these players to the major leagues, um, and that, that'll never change. And, you know, whether it be, you know, all we had was an alternate side, all we have is an instructional league, and, you know, you just make it work. You do. Uh, our, our world has seen a lot of different things over the years, and, uh, you know, think Things adjust, they adapt, things evolve. Um, sometimes they're good, sometimes they bad, they're bad, but you just figure it out. Um, and that's why you surround yourself by, with hardworking, intelligent people and you try to uh, procure 
you know, uh, players that have strong makeup and, and that's certainly tools to be major league players. And we're here to help them reach their goals. And that's what I'm set out to do. That's what I'm focused on. I know that's what the White Sox are set out to do. It was That was a real smart answer, and you did answer it <laughs> uh, because you are a smart guy. You answered it in your own way. Chris, before we let you go, uh, the, the writer in me loves the storyline of Mark Payton, you know, landing with the White Sox, the Orland Park native, St. Rita product, and now he is – you know, because of a, a pretty good summer, he's on the White Sox roster. There may be circumstances because of Luis Robert on paternity leave or whatever the case. But where is Mark Payton on your list of, in terms of uh, guys who have had a good summers, and, and how would you describe his ascension? Yeah, Mark's had a uh, – he's made a tremendous impression with our organization. Uh, you know, he hasn't had too much major league – major league time or opportunities. Um, but you look at the production that he's had throughout his minor league career. Uh, and you watch, you, you watch him play, you see his skill set, uh, what he's been able to do for us this year. He's got 20 home runs. He's hit for a high average. He's got on base. He's got instincts on the base pass. He can play all three outfield positions. He's a good teammate. Uh, he can help a major league club win. He can. And that's why we brought him up to the big leagues. Uh, you know, I know he's a local guy. Um, I know that I'm sure that there were uh, a lot of fans at the game last night waiting for him to get in the game, and I'm, I'm sure they'll show up again tonight. Uh, you know, he, he, he's a guy that, that, that can help a team win, and uh, I think we're fortunate to have him in the organization. And uh, he grew up a White Sox fan, which is always, always helpful. I wouldn't say that had much to do with the decision of bringing him up because he's a, he's a, he's a quality player. And, uh, yeah, we were very fortunate to be able to sign him in the offseason. The last three years, this has nothing to do with Tony or Miguel, okay? The last three years, I've talked to David about the fact that I think he would make a great major league manager. And I, and I, I say that because I know, I know how you uh, relate to people. I know your intelligence. And you have the same background that Craig Council had uh, at a similar point when they identified him as the manager of the Brewers. So uh, from, from, from that perspective. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nothing to do with the White Sox. Do you have any desire to manage manage in the big leagues in the future? You know, I, I like to lead uh, – I like to lead – uh, within an organization, whether it be administratively or whether it be in a dugout. Um, regardless, I, I think the, the, it, it, 
the same type of work and motivation and communication skills exist in a lot of different uh, a lot of different places, whether it be in baseball or outside, for a recipe for success. And um, you know, I, I'm just getting started in my non-playing career. Um, I've been fortunate to be part of uh, two organizations, um, not in uniform, both with Kansas City and the White Sox. We've accomplished a lot in both of those places. I just turned 39 years old. I enjoy what I do. Um, I don't know what the future holds, um, but I, I continue to try to, to to help our organization here with the White Sox. And um, now, if, if if another opportunity opened up somewhere else, and I felt like it was the right timing for 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 my career and certainly my family, then yeah, you consider something like that. But I, I really do enjoy what we do, and I I know that um, you know we're working towards something special. I, I, I love to, to have success with others. Um, and, and when there's a lot of work that goes into it, uh, it's very rewarding uh, to celebrate, you know, those, those special moments when you're able to accomplish something, uh, whether it be a championship um, or working towards that championship in some way. So I, I, I know that's a, a long-winded answer. Um, it's a good all one. I know is, you know, all I know is I, I really, you know, whether it be leading this project, Birmingham, helping our major league club make decisions, whether it be the amateur draft, I love that. I love the big picture um, and, and bringing everything together. And uh, so we'll, we'll see what's next. But uh, right now, I feet are on the ground. Feet are on the ground. Chris, that's a great answer. And it's why, while Bruce has you as a future manager, I have you as a future GM. So that's a very good answer. And thanks for joining us this morning. <laughs> All right, guys. I appreciate it. <laughs> Chris Getz, yeah, assistant general day. manager of the White Sox. Bruce, come on, you can't put him in the dugout. I've got him in the front office. I have him as a guy hiring guys like you want him to be. Uh, Craig Council is probably one of the smartest guys in baseball I know, okay? And he did not coach in the minor leagues. He did not manage, but he was in the Milwaukee Brewers system doing a lot of things, seeing affiliates, uh, you know, dealing with the major league team, the minor league team. I think a brilliant baseball guy. And you look at what he's done there along with David Stearns, it's been phenomenal. I compare Chris Getz to that guy, okay? He has those types uh, those types of abilities. He was that type of player. He was that type of baseball man. Uh, and as you hear on this show, when we're fortunate enough to have him on inside the clubhouse, he's a brilliant guy and a, a must-listen type guy. I agree with you. I think he's one of the bright sports spots in the White Sox organization and he has a future will he will where he will have some choices whether it's in the dugout or leading an organization as a general manager this guy is headed places and I think a lot of Sox fans hope that he stays put because of what you just heard bright articulate and he understands what winning baseball is all right speaking of scrappy infielders who are you know assets to their organization we're going to talk to the Cubs Nick Madrigal Next, here on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio, 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Bouncer ball toward the middle base at the center field. Wisdom around third, heading to the plate. He will score. Wild throw. Everyone moves up 90. Cubs get a break. Robles threw the ball over everyone. The ball hit the backstop on the fly. 
the tying run has scored and now the Cubs have met at second and third with only one away. Welcome back inside the clubhouse Chicago Sports Radio 670 the score David Haw Bruce Levine here until 11 o'clock. Thank you Pat Hughes and the score for that highlight that Nick Madrigal highlight and that brings us to our guest hotline presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas home of the world's largest sports book. Welcome Nick Madrigal. Good morning. How are you? Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. Thanks for joining us. You have been red hot since coming back, Nick. August 4th, you came back from injury, and since that point, you're hitting 310. You're looking confident at the plate. You're doing what everybody thought you were capable of doing. What has been the biggest difference since you came back that explains the hot streak you're on? Yeah, you know, so this year has been tough. Um, Even from the start, you know, I've been kind of battling some, you know, some body discomfort, you know, coming off of that surgery last year. Um, You know, I knew it was kind of going to be kind of a grind to start the season. You know, I wasn't feeling 100% at the time. You know, I knew, you know, I just thought in my head anytime I'm out there, you know, I'm going to try to compete no matter if, you know, my body's at, you know, 70% or 100%. Um, So, yeah, I was kind of pushing through that. And then it started to kind of mess with my – my hitting mechanics a little bit and just, I felt completely off in the beginning, you know, and then, uh, you know, went on the IL and then, uh, you know, once I came back from it, um, as the season went on, I started feeling better and better and just allowed me to play my game, you know, and not worry about, you know, my body being tight in different spots. And, uh, yeah, I'm just feeling overall a lot better at this moment. Uh, Nick, it was uh, uh, not a great game for you guys yesterday, but you were involved in some interesting plays, uh, you know, starting off the game with a base hit, getting thrown out in the first inning at home plate uh, on a play that could have gone either way. Maybe the most fantastic play I've seen all year by a third baseman. I I know you don't want to go back and revisit it by looking at it, but did you get a chance to see that play where you got thrown out on an unbelievable play by Arenado and understanding like he might be the only guy in baseball that could have made that play. Yeah, I did. You know, I, I went back and watched it a couple of times just to see, you know, what happened, you know, but um, I mean, he's the best in the game for a reason. You know, he makes those plays on a nightly base. I mean, he arguably might be one of the best to ever play third base, you know? So, I mean, it was one of those plays where, like you said, I mean, anyone else in the league, I, I really don't think they even make it close at home. It was a bang-bang play, and, uh, I mean, you almost got to tip your cap. He just made a heck of a play, and uh, it's one of those things where we are running on contact, you know, so, it was, you know, the ball was right on the line. You know, I wasn't sure if it was going to be fair or foul. Took a chance, and, uh, you know, we had a tough pitcher on the mound, so um, we wanted to be aggressive and uh, – you know, like I said, he made a heck of a play. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just it happens sometimes. That's baseball. So, again, uh, you I think it's your second or third at bat. Runner gets on base in front of you. First base, nobody out. David Ross is doing an interview on Marquee with uh, Boog and J.D. And, uh, and all of a sudden, we see him put a couple signals up while he's talking to Boog and J.D. to third base coach. Was that signal relayed to related to you uh, that you should bunt on that play? Because you laid down a beautiful bunt with a left-handed pitcher 
who uh, automatically falls off going toward third base, mm-hmm. and you, you lay down a perfect bunt that was a single. Was that a called play? Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just, uh, I just kind of had, I thought in my head at the last second to, uh, you know, it seemed like the first base I was wide open. It's something I haven't done all year. Um, you know, I actually have done that, you know, lots of times throughout my life, usually part of my game. And uh, now that my legs have been feeling a little bit better, I feel like it's kind of opened up that part of my game. So it was just something I you know, had it at the last second, had a thought, you know, try to get something going, um, you know, if it works out first and second. Um, yeah, I, I know he's a ground ball pitcher. You know, it's kind of hard to get the ball in the air. So, I mean, there was, you know, a lot of thoughts right before the pitch was thrown and uh, kind of just went for it and it worked out. Nick, I know we're talking about your offense because you've been hitting well since returning and, and people seem to define you most by – your ability to not strike out and to to hit for average and all of those things. But I wonder, similarly, can you get on a hot streak defensively? Since you've come back, I think that it seems like you've been making more spectacular plays. You've been having a little bit different range, and I don't know if the metrics support that, but I think just from a baseball fan's perspective, it seems like you're on a quite a roll defensively as well. Is Has anything been different in your approach, or would you agree with that? Yeah, you know, I've I've been feeling a lot more comfortable out there. You know, this year has been, you know, huge. Uh, I, you know, I have to give a lot of credit to Andy Green, um, our info coach. He's he's done an incredible job of, you know, putting me in the right positions um, and just making me feel comfortable out there. You know, it's just, you know, in years past, um, you know, I've I've been in different shifts and just it was all pretty new to me. You know, and I you know I I just felt a little bit uncomfortable out there as far as the positioning, but. Um, Andy Green has done a great job of kind of talking through it and, uh, you know, making sure I know, you know, why I'm in this position, you know, what our ultimate goal is. Um, You know, I felt like in the past when I was in a shift position, I was worried about, you know, the ball getting hit in different places and just trying to cover everything, you know. But, um, you know, Andy said, you know, we're in these shifts. We're going to give up a little bit to, you know, to get a little bit. You know, the the spray charts show that he hits the ball at this position, you know, a a greater amount of time than the other position. So it's it's just trusting him and, you know, and, you know, I'm in the right position. And, uh, I mean, I also got to give a lot of credit to Nico on the other side of the bag. You know, he's made my job, you know, so, so easy over there. Um, You know, he gets to balls. He has so much range. And, uh yeah, it makes my job a lot easier. So I've really enjoyed, you know, playing, you know, beside him. Nick, are you starting to feel for the first time over these last few weeks or uh, short months, maybe the last month or so, like you're a Chicago Cub? And the reason I asked that question is because it was such a bizarre way that you left the White Sox last year. Uh, You're on the IL. You're a number one draft pick. You're a part of their future. You're traded in a big deal, okay, and you're still injured. You can't do anything about it. They go to the playoffs. You get a playoff share, but you're, you're still a Chicago Cub, and you, you're, you're rehabbing. Ha, have the recent weeks been more like, yeah, people are starting to really see what Nick Madrigal baseball is all about? You know, it, it has been nice to be on the field and contribute to the team, Um I, you know, I would say that was the toughest part at the beginning of this year is just not being on the field and, you know, showing what I can do out there. You know, it's it's one thing to be in uniform, um, you know, and in the dugout, 
Um, but, you know, to not be active is one of the worst things, you know, to, you know, from a mental side of it, being a competitor and wanting to be out there and just, you know, watching inning by inning and just, you know, you can't do anything but sit there and, you know, you cheer on your guys, of course. But, uh, you know, that was hard for me. Um, so it has kind of been a relief just to be back out there and just playing the game of baseball and being with the guys and on the field and, you know, creating creating those relationships with them. Um, it has made things, you know, a, a lot easier and just been more enjoyable. Um, so, yeah, it, I, I would say that was the toughest part of this year is just, you know, being on the IELTS for so many days and just, you know, not able to be out there. Um, so, yeah, it, it has been a lot better so far. Joined by Cubs second baseman Nick Madrigal here on Inside the Clubhouse for a couple more minutes. Nick, big picture-wise, this final month, I think this final second half of the season, the Cubs are trying to f- figure out where things fit. And you're working in Reyes and Christopher Morrell's playing everywhere and all sorts of different bullpen pieces. And I just wonder, it seems like they also are experimenting or trying to develop a style of play. Boy, you guys run the bases aggressively. And boy, it seems as if from the outside looking in, taking more chances, trying to make something happen. And you have been at the center of that. Some have gone well, some haven't gone well. Is that just going to be part of what we should expect from this Cub team under David Ross? And is there a conscious effort to be more aggressive on the base paths? You know, I, I think this organization, um, you know, likes to be aggressive, and that will be a big part of, you know, the team's you know identity. But it's also kind of, you know, forming into, you know, trying to be a little bit smarter and take shots when you need to and, you know, kind of ease off the gas also in different situations. So, you know, I think over the last couple months and especially the year, you know, there has been some good times um, from the base running side and just being aggressive. But, um, you know, I would say it's, it's, it's kind of a work in progress, you know, um, you know, we had a team meeting yesterday, just, you know, and we mentioned, uh, you know, one of the coaches mentions, you know, being a little bit smarter about, you know, on the base pass, he, you know, he listed some <clears throat> statistics on us, you know, that we, you know, we're one of the best going first to third, but we're also one of the highest teams on making outs on the base pass, you know? So I, I think it's something that's a work in progress. Um, I would say, you know, especially with this team, you know, we have a lot of aggress- aggressive base runners, um, but yeah, it's just taking shots in different moments. I, you know, I, I feel like we're going to get better and better at that and uh, yeah, really form it to, you know, something special. Speaking of something special, and we're talking to Nick Madrigal on Inside the Clubhouse, David Hall, Bruce Levine, every Saturday from 9 to 11, 52 weeks out of the year. And Nick, uh, I, I see the joy that you have playing with Nico every day. I, I see the joy uh, that Morel has, has brought. And also, I see the most recent communication and joy from Reyes and how he expresses himself. How far has that type of stuff gone as far as making you guys a team that not only goes out there and competes as a team, but enjoys each other's company on a daily basis? You know, I I think that's huge. You know, um, even from the first day he got over here, he was someone that brought, you know, tons of energy, you know, was just happy to be there. And uh, I felt like the clubhouse, you know, was just automatically different with him being around. You know, he's such a great guy. You know, he's, you know, he, he's not in it for himself. He's in it for the team. And you need, you know, tons of guys like that in your team. You know, we went on a little hot streak immediately when he got over here. 
you know, he was playing great, but also just the, you know, to bring his presence in the clubhouse was unbelievable, you know, and, uh, I've really enjoyed getting to know him more and more. And, uh, yeah, he, he's someone that just, you know, he's, his charisma and, you know, his just, he has a light around him, you know, he's just so happy. And, uh, you know, I, from the first day he got over here, I, I can't explain it, but it's just been awesome having him around. Nick, thanks so much for your time. Keep it going. Good luck the rest of the way, and uh, look forward to talking to you again one day. Thank you, guys. We'll see you around. Appreciate it. Nick Madrigal, the second baseman for the Chicago Cubs, who's hitting three ten since August 4th. Bruce, part of the solution, part of the, the what you expected when they made the trade for Nick Madrigal, really been an asset lately. And, and he identified uh, the fact that this is a team that's not afraid to make some outs on the bases. Yes, the meeting said they had to be smarter about it, but that's not going to take away the aggressiveness of this team. Uh, I, I see some really good uh, things developing for these uh, people because uh, because I think that from uh, the top down with uh, Jed Hoyer, they're identifying people that fit in, not only players that can play the game, but people that can fit into a clubhouse, make a winning combination. That's not the easiest thing to do when you're trying to formulate a, a new team and uh, do a rebuild. He's Bruce Levine, star of radio and television on the Marquee Sports <laughs> Network. I'm David Hall. We'll be back to wrap it up on Inside the Clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Bears regular season football is almost here. Will Justin Fields take the next step? Will the new look defense make an impact? How about the all-new coaching staff? Keep listening as all our shows and team of Bears experts get you ready for game one versus the 49ers on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Chicago's home for Bears fans. Always live on the free Odyssey app. This segment is brought to you by Grand Appliance. Shop the end of summer clearance sale at Grand Appliance for up to 25% off, plus up to $1,000 in grand exclusive rebates. Sales end September 14th. Visit grandappliance.com or one of the 10 Chicago Land locations for complete details. Hey, it's David All here for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 670 The Score. FanDuel Fan Fest, the ultimate sports and music experience. It's coming to Chicago. Don't miss your chance to see live performances by Wiz Khalifa and Alesso. Plus, you can hang out with your local sports heroes, Brian Urlacher, Devin Hester, Charles Tillman, and more. FanDuel Fan Fest has something for everyone. Spend the day playing games and winning exclusive prizes, or just grab a bite to eat from over a dozen delicious food trucks. You can even just get there to place bets and chill at the FanDuel Sports Bar and Lounge. It all goes down Saturday, September 10th. Guaranteed rate fields, 35th and Shields. Tickets are going on sale now for more information, including how you can attend for free. Visit FanDuel.com slash FanFest. That's FanDuel.com slash FanFest. Must be 21 and older and present in Illinois. Free ticket offer for new users only and must place first $25 or more real money wager. Restrictions apply. See terms at FanDuel.com slash FanFest. Gambling problem? Call one 800 Hey, it's Molly and Haw here for our friends at Window Nation. Back to school time is here, and Window Nation can help you get an A-plus in savings. Right now, get two free windows for every two you buy and pay nothing until 2025. That's like free scholarship money. Use it toward your kids' school supplies or treat yourself because your Window Nation savings will keep on coming. As temperatures soar, so do your energy bills with old, inefficient windows. Stay cool, lower those bills, and raise the value of your home with new Energy Star efficient windows. Window Nation has expertly installed over a 
million windows. Rewarding and increasing value in over 150,000 homes, all with over 96% needing no follow-up service. That's an A+. Now it's your turn to make the smart choice and go to the head of the class. Get two free windows with every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit at all. Plus, make no down payment, no payments, and no interest until 2025. You'll save big during Window Nation's back-to-school sale. Call today, 866-90-NATION, or visit windownation.com. That's 866-90-NATION or windownation.com. Tell them Mully and Haw sent you. Realizing Geico has over 85 years of experience saving folks money and providing great customer service is like realizing how when you take the cover off your travel toothbrush and attach it to the other end, it becomes a handle. Hey, thanks. I can reach my molars now. It's something that's been right there in front of you this whole time. Like the dedicated GEICO claims team available to you in the event of an accident to get you back on the road quickly. Or how that small pouch inside your jeans pocket is for holding your pocket watch. But I don't have a pocket watch. You might have gotten one if you had known you had a pocket for it. It's something you can't believe you never realized before. Like how GEICO's 97% customer satisfaction rating means GEICO is committed to providing the best service for their customers. Or how you don't have to pry out the plastic seal on your deodorant. You can just turn the knob and it pops right out. Look at that. I gave up trying to get into my deodorant days ago. We hadn't noticed. Trust. It's just one of the many reasons to switch to GEICO. They're all right there in front of you. Attention BetMGM customers. Have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer a Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they will receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement of BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Illinois only. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, help is available. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or text ILGAMB to 53342 in partnership with Paradise Hotel Casino. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. Our smart sleepers get 28 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Don't miss our Labor Day weekend special where all smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed Plus free delivery when you add a base. Ends Labor Day. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Staples has everything for school at great prices. So this year, you won't go back to school. You'll be ready to move forward and master fifth grade math. I can't do this. It's impossible. Uh, not you, Dad. Your daughter. Staples will help her move forward. Ah, right. Right now, Staples One Subject Notebooks are just 35 cents each. Plus, during the Backpack Clearance event, you'll save up to 50 percent on select backpacks, lunch bags, and water bottles. Staples, this year we're not going back, we're going forward to school. In-store only ends 9-3 limit 30 on notebooks. JeffFook.com is on your side. Jeff Vukovich Nationwide Insurance has been the most reliable insurance agent for auto, home, and commercial insurance since 1978. Vuk and his staff will take care of all of your insurance needs with professionalism and a friendly touch catered to you personally. For insurance assurance, Jeff Vukovich, Nationwide Insurance, is the man to trust. Contact Vuk at JeffVuk.com. JeffVuk.com is on your side. 
We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw. That's, that's what a playoff atmosphere looked like right there. The fire, the, the willing to, to go out there and, and, and compete and, and, uh, and perform. That's, that's, what it, that's 27 outs right there. And that's what we're talking about in the clubhouse. 27 outs. Sometimes it's going to go your way. Sometimes they're going to go a different way. Welcome back inside the clubhouse. Wrapping things up that is interim manager of the year candidate, Miguel Cairo from the White Sox. <laughs> and Bruce, let's, stop, let's end the show the way we started it, talking about Cairo mania and who's responsible for lighting a fire under the White Sox who go back against the Twins today to, uh, with Dylan Cease against Tyler Maley. Who is the most responsible for this three-game winning streak? Tony LaRusso. <laughs> okay well he's not I here mean, again again you can take that any way you want but to explain further it's what chris gets said to us about how they're winning for tony or it's um tony's not there and we have a team meeting and we better get our act together because we have 32 games left in the season and we're six games out or whatever at the time they were you know five games out four games out uh, whatever, the beauty of this season for the White Sox is the division that they play in. Uh, the, the Guardians lost Savali uh, and Plesek yesterday. Yep. Okay, two of their top pitchers. Neither have pitched great this year, but nonetheless, it's a big hole for them. Okay, they've been shut out a couple of times. They're playing Seattle, one of the better teams in the American League that nobody knows about in the Midwest. Robbie right Ray now. tonight. Minis- right. Minnesota Minnesota is not a great team. Uh, they are uh, having their problems as well. They're, they're in month of August, David, the Twins bullpen only pitched six less innings than the starting pitchers did for the Twins. Wow. That's not going to hold up. That's not going to hold up in September. Okay. That will not hold up. So what the White Sox have is a great opportunity to step right in, keep playing good baseball. You don't have to win every game, but you have to win every series. You have to do that and keep playing good ball. They'll be right there at the end. It's September 3rd. The three games back, there's 30 to play. It's not impossible. It's certainly not as improbable as it might have seen five days ago. But the Sox are hot three in a row and Dylan Cease on the mound tonight with a good chance to get number four. And the Guardians, who have scored one run in their last three losses, they've got to face Robbie Ray. So I think you can look at the White Sox for the first time in a while and feel like there is some optimism and see a glimmer of hope. Bruce, we've got some people to thank. This was a great show. Great job lining up the guests. Absolutely. Chris Getz, assistant general manager of the White Sox. Nick Madrigal, the Cubs' second baseman. We uh, thank our two producers today. Adam Stadzinski, Sean Sears for a job well done. People can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. Also on our website at 670score.com. David, it's always a joy to do this show with you every Saturday, whether we agree or not. And most of the time, we don't. Yeah, that's okay. Thanks, Bruce. And thank you. We went to our bullpen today, and Sean handed off to Adam, or maybe it was the other way around, but both relievers came up big. They can share the save because we had a pretty good show. Stay tuned right here. Steve Rosenblum is next. Cub pregame tonight at 540. Thank you for listening to Inside the Clubhouse right here at Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 